Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me, as ever, is Josh and Blaine. How's it going? Hello. It's nice to be back. I don't know why I'm so, like, um, I don't know why I'm so like, building up the tension with the intros. Well, I, I wait to see whose name gets. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, really, I was really happy when it was mine because I was like, I know I'm going to speak first. I'm happy now. I just thought you took seniority on, on the names. What, what's this? An age seniority or like a no, no hey, time hey, on hey, the pod? Hey, hey, time on the pod. Calling me old. No, we're all we're all adults, aren't we? How oh. are you, Blaine? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, how old are you? I don't actually know. Uh, Twenty-one. 21, Dave? I'm 25. Oh, right, I'm 26, so I'm not... Yeah, we're about the same age. Yeah, Shane's like 38 or something. So. Yeah, fucking Shane's with his litter of kids and that and his <laughs> entire family and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, we don't talk about Shane anymore. Who? He's, uh, he's, he's off doing, doing grown-up real-life things whilst we're sat here talking about our shitty brother football team. And then and then he goes and gaslights us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we got like the occasional little uh, little chirp up from him. <laughs> oh yeah, the Reds are shit, aren't they? I don't have to talk about them. We and like it kind of just goes away. If I had a podcast, I'd be saying this, but <laughs> <laughs> so since we've last recorded, um, we've had a couple of weeks where we haven't been able to for whatever reasons. Um, legitimate reasons, but obviously, more pod admin. It's at the start now. Well, you know, I, I just don't want the listeners to be thinking that we're not thinking of them. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think, well, we, they know that we only talk about losing at the moment. So well, yeah, I mean, I think I think we've been talking about only... the same thing since Shane was on the pod. Come yeah, to think of it, like we're only back because it's Everton. It's the only reason. <laughs> if it yeah. wasn't Everton, we'd still be. You know, making up excuses about why we're not available, which is yeah, normally I mean, Blaine's mine. converted to fucking Oldham, which that's what Liverpool have pushed into. Well, it I was quite think... nice actually going because it was equally as depressing as watching Liverpool. So I got the <laughs> kind of both sides of the both Listen, sides I, of the kind. I I watch a team called Newark Town, who um, I coach for in terms of the juniors, and I'm on the board there, which you know is a big look at me sort of thing. I'm on the board. Um, <laughs> and they were, they just won 5 1 like, in the most easy, comfortable way, and it just made me cry. Well, what tears of joy or tears of sadness? Well, no, it was the day that, you know, the game we're going to talk about happened. So it was a very mixed day. Well, I mean, yeah, but as I was saying, I, I think since Shane was last on the pod, I think we were talking about like witnessing the same thing over and over and over again, and it's a point that we've reiterated since. Um, but would it shock you to know that we we we've watched the same thing yet again, and no. even though we watched the same thing yet again, it's getting even worse. I mean, I three in the loss to Wolves. That's I mean, I, I know we've had lows this season. Ruben but... Nevers. 
Oh, after after all all the talking up of them, we did like yeah, we look like really talking oracles. Yeah, and, and let's face it, the eye test against Liverpool has been our recruitment strategy for the last couple of years. So um, I can't wait to welcome him and him and Mateus Nunez in in the summer. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've, the, the the thing about it is. You could kind of see it coming because we struggled against them in in the FA Cup enough. Um, I felt, I mean, the XG actually tell, told a bit of a different story, but I thought we struggled, um, quite a bit against them. And then it just feels like on a weekly basis we're just giving teams the highlight of their season. Like we we've still got the clout for obvious reasons, but shit. So the cloud is just much bigger than how good the team actually warrants the cloud to be. But obviously the opposition don't give a flying fuck about that. So it just results in in these parties every away game that we're going to at the minute. We give Brighton the biggest games of the season, plural, because they did it twice. We give Wolves the biggest game of the season in back-to-back weeks. Um, Obviously... The situation we're in now is that we're going to potentially give Everton the best week of the season. The week I after mean, they've already had their best week of the season as uh, well. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a shitty predicament. I mean, we we discussed before, didn't we? That we don't really want to get into specifically what's going wrong because there's that much going wrong. A, we be here all day, and B. I mean, what what is the bigger problem? Um, I know people will point to recruitment, and I I think we've rightly pointed at the manager pretty much all season. Um, and the, I think they're both sides of the same coin, to be honest. Well, the recruitment and the manager now seem to be the same thing. Which well, th- th- there is that problem as well. Um, I mean, we've obviously had the the Mel Reddy article. As well as other little leaks that have come out since um, the last recording, but I mean, I don't, I don't blame. What do you think? Do you think there's something going on behind the scenes based on what we've been hearing over the last couple of weeks since we've last recorded? I think there's definitely there's definitely something going on. Um, I think the the main line I took from it was the fact that they don't feel empowered in the roles anymore which really when you look into it is quite you know you can you can see why I did say that because it seems like from a recruitment side of things we've took a model of player A or nobody so in terms of their role what what are they supposed to do if we don't get Tukemeni or we don't get Bellingham in who, who are they actually looking for who, who do they want to sign him? It's all the managers say so and the managers taking on a lot more power which seems to be uh, well with Pep as well taking on a lot more responsibility in terms of recruitment. I can see why they'd almost feel a bit less empowered in the roles, especially when it, it's going wrong. They probably have that also sense of entitlement and, and, and to, in sense of, say, I told you this was going to happen and now it's playing out. So I think when everything's going wrong as well, it just makes everything 10 times worse from a, a perspective of if you feel you've been overlooked or not been listened to, then it is going to... Um, cause fractions behind the scenes but I, I don't feel it was always perfect behind the scenes even when we were winning stuff I feel like the fact that 
we are in this position now just makes everything sense worse. And uh, if we have changed policy, I think that's the biggest worry for me. If we're going in a new direction, um, seemingly, from what gave us a success, that it seems to be what is driving me to uh, question uh, things that have that've happened because I don't understand why we'd... I can, I can see rationales why we'd change certain things, but to be such a marked departure from what got us there seems to be an odd choice to make, really. I think the big worry is that we've not started the search for a sporting director yet. Yeah, that that's that's one of the things for me as well. But do you not feel like with the, the takeover news, obviously it's come out as well that it seems to be a massive kind of... Well, it's a massive distraction, obviously, the takeover news, but the priority seems to be the takeover stuff. And you've seen the stuff with Gordon going on to obviously focus more on the takeover stuff. Uh, if you're getting a sporting director in, how are you supposed to do that, really, if at the minute we don't know what's happening, we don't know why people want to leave, and we don't know who's going to be in charge of the club in six months or 12 months? I think that that's, that's a massive issue, that. Not that people haven't really recognised, but I don't. I don't think it, it's been given enough thought. To be honest, people are just throwing shit about transfers and stuff like that. But I mean, as as you were saying, Blaine, the entire kind of infrastructure that got the club to where it was has just been ripped out. And yeah, not 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 that not not being replaced because I mean, okay, Julian Ward's on the books until. The summer anyway, and he's not going on garden and leave. But I mean, you've got Ian Graham leaving and all these other people leaving, and this marked departure from the transfer strategy that got us there. It was always as far as we've been led. Anyway, a bit, a bit of a list of targets. If you don't get this one, go for this one. Yeah. Um. And it just all of that structure seems to have gone, and it seems to have just been left to wilt away, and. To me, anyway, I I feel like that just points towards a sale going ahead much more than has been, yeah. well, we've been led to believe, anyway. Certainly, the, the way FSG are acting is completely different to what they're leaking to the press. Well, you look at you look at Man United news today about, um, you know, they've, they've got multiple bids already put in, and they released their news after we did. So... Mm. The logic dictates that there is uh, something. I think United is a bit different though because um, I think they put a. But I don't know whether we have. I don't think that's been like part of these snippets of information that's been given out. But I know United had like a bit of a hard, um, a hard end to when they could get the bids in. Um, which is next week, I believe, because obviously with United being floated on the stock market and stuff like that, they I have think they, they have, have to, to do, yeah, 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 they have to do it in certain ways. Um, whereas with those being privately owned, it's a bit, bit different. But I think in terms of the, the interest level, um, I'd like to think there is something. I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with FSG maintaining a majority ownership. To be honest. No, no, so, so am I. But and I think it's the ideal way. No. I don't want a, I don't want a petro state or uh, funding us. Uh, I don't want um, you know governments from human rights abusing countries um, owning us. Um, FSG aren't perfect, but they seem to be 
clean when it comes to the sports washing uh, uh, accusations about all sorts of owners these days. So uh, keeping them as the uh, as the majority owners, but is is preferable. But we need that infrastructure that seems to have completely disintegrated. That's my um, big worry. I think. But I has mean, that, has that come because? A, the club has got bigger than they thought it would, potentially. And there's not that experience. Because at the end of the day, there's not that big footballing experience at the club in terms of a big club. Or is it because the manager has potentially become a little bit too powerful? I don't know. Um, but you've got to think... You look at the names that are employed by Liverpool in senior positions. Where have they um, led a you know top five, ten club in the world before in terms of its sporting performance um, for football? There isn't anything there, really. So it's almost like FSG. They learnt on the job, got us to a challenging club, and now they almost have to learn on the job again um, to become and lead a, a world-class dominant football club. And I don't think they're making that transition uh, as smoothly as they would have probably liked. Yeah, I think my, my big thing with FSG was um, I've always... Um been I'm not FSG in, but I've always thought they were good owners for us, and it's proven that the success we've had, especially recently, um, that they have been good owners for us. But I think the main thing they've brought is that infrastructure and hired people in a sporting sense who've made good decisions and worked well together. Um, we don't know if it's always been perfect behind the scenes, but when you compare FSG to the Glazers, for example, the the, ma- the main key difference is FSG have hired a group of people who are smart, good at the jobs and have made correct football decisions, whereas United have been run like a circus. And I think that's the big difference. Rather than recruitment or anything else, which obviously play a part, I think that's been the biggest thing. And if that's fallen apart or is imploding from within, one, do you trust them to build it back up while we want to maintain while we're at the top? And two, have they got the actual determination will to do that or are they seeing this now as the way to to leave the club and they obviously with the super league not happening and big picture and stuff like that are they seeing it as their time to go as well and i I think sorry dave um there's you've you've got to remember the whole whole model you look at the two of the most important players liverpool have signed that have uh, contributed so greatly to this team becoming elite was the sale of philip coutinho yeah, 142 million pounds was reinvested on Allison and Van Dijk, and the model always was we we sell an asset when it benefits us down the line. We have stopped selling assets. How many people are now just running down their contracts, and we are getting nothing for them? And there's a reason why the the regeneration process might have faltered. Is we've stopped. We've stopped bringing in money or or good money. I mean, if Naby Keita didn't have it, you can't tell me Jurgen Klopp's decided in the last year Naby Keita's not a future anymore. He could have easily been sold last season if that was the the 
direction the club wanted to go in. It's why I'm fully expecting, after the comments we've heard this season, Fabinho to potentially up for sale in the summer. He's lost his place to an 18-year-old, which is good. I like that. I think on merit, he deserves that. And you regenerate that midfield by selling Fabinho and reinvesting the money in that area with your 22, 23-year-old who is your next player for four or five years. And we've stopped doing that. And, you know, you look at the... Do you not think that becomes a lot harder in the context of of who we are and the manager we have and what we've achieved with a with a group of players, though? Well, that's the problem. To... There is that loyalty um, jibe that is thrown at uh, Klopp. I don't even think it's necessarily loyalty, to be honest. All the time, I think sometimes you've got to recognise, like with a player like Sadio Mane, some people have sold him in twenty twenty one, but. Last season, I don't think we go on to nearly win the quadruple last season if we sell Mane. And I know a lot of people were writing off Mane towards the. Mane is not the isn't the argument though. Yeah, but like I to, mean, we we pinpointed when it was right for that player to go. Thirty million for a thirty-year-old is good. But That's selling Naby Keita necessarily doesn't fund another Allison and Van Dijk. You need to sell players for, you know. You're talking about 80, 90 million or 50 million or something like that. I don't think you, you still can get... Need, you still need squad places available. Or we haven't even got the, the, the squad I mean, available it's, in the it's, squad. It's the proactivity, though. You could replace the, you know... I don't know how much you get for Navigator. 40? Yeah, 30, 40? We are literally it's in a position that. at the minute where we need players to go in order to f- like open up spots to fill. That, that's well, the predicament. I know there's, there's one player that I want gone in the summer that will get a decent fee and will help, hopefully, with the reinvestment and signing another player in that position. And that is, Dave, you'll love this, Joe Gomez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, the last two games have, have done it for me, to be honest. thought it was... Him and Matip can both go after that Wolves game. Yeah, but did you not get into a point though when you we, we need to sign what two or three midfielders as it is, then add yeah, on no, three centre backs. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I think with the with the Matip thing, I, I tweeted the other day that I thought he had a. I think it might have been overblown at times how good he was last season, but I thought that was his best season for us last season, and now he's by far his worst. And sometimes with, with players like that, you can't necessarily predict. Um. Where are you going to be in, in six months with Fabinho? You can't necessarily predict that he's going to be one of your key midfielders in a quadruple season. So being, you can't even bring him on in an FA Cup game because you're worried about what he's going to do. I think with some players it's easier to predict, but with, with, with others. And I think you see that a bit at City when you've seen players like, I think they're going through a bit of the same where players are unhappy and out of form. I think Cancelo a big one. Um, but I think Laporte is another one, Bernardo Silva. Where you're seeing these players who are, are dropping off a bit and a bit unhappy, and and you can't necessarily predict when that's going to be. Mm, yeah, I, I do agree. The, 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 I mean, you, you, I, you can, you can't. I mean, I, I, I guess that's where the being very good at this kind of stuff comes in. Don't get me wrong; you'll obviously have some that slip through the net, but. You'll you'll have some that you can 
you know, make an educated guess on. I, think, I mean, I the, think the, the club's got all right. the data at the end of the day. The club's got a lot more data to hand than we do. Yeah. In, in I think it's more. It's point. a lot harder than we sometimes give it credit for. To oh yeah, to actually predict and see these things, and then it's a lot easier six months down the line to say, "We well, should have sold this player, this player, and this player." When in reality, the way we view the squad in the summer to where we view it now is completely different. Whether well, we thought we needed to get rid of them as well. Yeah, and I think half the time is uh, we're talking about ruthlessness and and, and people. Uh, praise Guardiola for it and I think Guardiola has been ruthless with some players but it's a lot easier to sell on players when they're unhappy and it doesn't seem like there's been many cases of Liverpool players being unhappy the only time it ever seems to come around is when it's contract renewal time and they want to be on the same as someone else and we literally say well we, we can't afford to like Marnie and Seller for example and Wijnaldum and Henderson around that time that's the only real time we've seen anyone be massively kind of I'm going to leave but we don't we don't really get that and I think that's part of you you can't have both sides you can't have the success and what that brings and they have the other side of kicking them out I think that's part and parcel of what Klopp does it's also a lot easier to replace players when you have an infinite pool of money and all these yeah. other fun stuff then, but that, then, then that leaves letting players run their contract down become almost negligence yeah, it is. No, it is negligence. Go on, Dave. Sorry. Oh no, no, I, I, I don't disagree that it is negligence. I mean, it's quite clearly negligence, but ultimately, um, I think, yeah, that that that's just proving the point that we're saying, isn't it? That the structure is changing, and that that is led us to a wider football. Point though, a lot of more players now seem to be running down contracts. Well, no, rather than no, no, it is. I don't think it is. I mean, you you give your players a deadline of signing a deal, and as soon as it gets to a year, and they haven't signed one, well, that's it. You're not committed, and because at the end of the day, you're going to lose them anyway. So what what's best? Lose them for free, and save on the and um, that's it. The wage. You know, budgets inflated again because they they're off it, or sell them for fifteen, twenty, twenty five million, and the wage budget's off it again. I I I don't agree with how we let Wijnaldum leave, and I don't I don't agree with Emre Chan. I don't agree with the way we let seemingly letting uh, Naby Keita leave. Mm. I don't think you should. If you want to be a, unless they've obviously given you a huge level of service say for 10 years and then you owe them that's fine you, you, you get it and they they were playing well up until the last but if they're in their prime like Wijnaldum was and arguably Cater in terms of age was an Emre Chan, you don't let them leave for free you, you can't be successful leaving sellable assets letting sellable assets leave for free No, but I also don't think that... I mean, as I was saying about the squad places issue, I mean, we, we do need literal places to bring new sounds into, but I don't think that's the reason why to spend the money. I think... I think Blaine mentioned it. Like, that's just pure change in, in tact that hasn't been something we've done in the past, but for whatever reason, we're all of a sudden doing it now, and 
has led to, as you said, Josh, people not feeling empowered in the jobs. And it's ultimately led us to the situation we're in now, where the club is just in the biggest limbo. It feels like everything about the club has been roast off this season. Everything, like on and off the pitch. Like, it is just a transition season in every single way. And it's just, I mean, the the fans are like really uninformed when it comes to this. I think we we said the other week, didn't we, that like the fans' unions need to be asking for at least some disclosure on this because we don't even know what what situation the club's going to be off the pitch, and obviously that has its effect on the pitch. Like nobody has a clue where the club is going to be. Like this is the biggest summer in what over half a decade. And we don't even know who's going to own the club. Well, that's that's the big problem. Is the, we've had we don't even of, have a sporting director for it, as you yeah, said. Like, we've, we've had a lot of guff over the past two or three years that's led to this summer, hasn't it? It's it's almost all all roads lead to twenty twenty three in the summer. Yeah. Every justification, and there's no sporting director. We don't know who the owner is. The manager's starting to actually come under pressure um, because nothing is changing, and. And this is the this is the you know breakthrough year or the the turning point. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. This is meant to be Jude Bellingham season. We don't even know. <laughs> don't even know who's going to be here in the summer. Like, yeah, it's just it's the the spawn director thing for me anyway. I can understand why people might not go for the job because of the uncertainty, but at the same time, like you've got to be making some kind of active search. Surely, like. What what is gonna happen in what what is it now? It's like four months time, isn't it? Like four months. Have you been even looking for anybody? Have you got a list of candidates? Like nobody knows anything. Anyone anyone have any anything? idea who who they'd have? I don't know enough about sporting directors to be honest. To know no, I, I I think people my... seem to be see, people seem to be wishing the Paul Mitchell stuff into existence rather than there being anything. Yeah, but my my, my issue with it is. I've always thought that the process is the main thing and not the person. And I think the likes of Monchi when they've left, Manyak maybe as well, they've kind of proven it. Like it, it is, it's the process of the clubs that are in place and we might be losing our process. We don't even know. We don't even know what process we'll have. This is this is what I've said before, isn't it? In terms of it'd be great to see one of our exporting directors in another job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Edwards at Chelsea would have been brilliant this this January, watching that. Um, you've got talk of Julian Ward potentially going to Ajax, which is um, nuts, by the way. Yeah, that, that proper sent me there. Can he take Pep Linders with him? <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me he wouldn't want to do that. Oh, you think? I don't know why. I think it might be all the leaks coming out the club. Maybe. Do you know when? Uh, do you know a football manager when you can um, do uh, two different staff roles? Pep Linders is literally. Assistant manager slash director of football. No one, you know, when um, that that Dutch football journalist tweeted something along the lines of Pep Linders seen Cody Gakpo as the link. That that that's just his job title is just the link. Mm. <laughs> he is just between the link. Everyone between everyone, everything and everyone. He, he is the boot room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I guess have we, have we got to talk about the derby? Yes, Sean Dyche is back. 
Yeah, no. Like I saw I saw Daish and I saw um Bielsa getting linked with the Everton job and they're both managers I like. I don't wanna dislike them. But now I've got to. I like the Sean Dyke rattles Anfield like no manager I've ever seen in my life. That's because Everton. he's got he's got the needle. And he's he, also, at Everton. he also tries to win the game. I think that's why people don't like him. It's because he makes things difficult, but he's trying to beat you as well. He's not just trying to b- make things difficult for the sake of getting a nil nil. So how many times? A lot of times you'd think that a Sean Dyche side either went ahead against Liverpool or fucking made it hard work to go ahead against Liverpool. They've got quite a few decent results against us, haven't they, really? Yeah. That may, my, my heart's going to be in my mouth, John, them set pieces. On Monday. Like, I think we've conceded from the last 25 set pieces in a row, I think, of looking at oh. this stat the other day. Yeah. Oh, I mean, all we have I to think do we is... are the worst in the league, aren't we? For chances conceded from set pieces. Are we? Yeah, something ridiculous. Just horrendous at the. I mean, that Brentford what? game. I think we conceded from everyone, didn't we? It's that gif of Sean Dyche laughing in the snow. That's the Brentford game. But didn't they score from a... I'm sure the goal he scored against Arsenal was a back post corner, which is literally the worst thing. Set-piece taker from Burnley. Scorer from Burnley. Manager from Burnley. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, I'd rather it not happen, to be honest. Let's hope that one, that one kilometre-wide asteroid hits Anfield. It's just... Yeah, no. I, 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 Monday night, 8 o'clock, it's just... The worst thing is... Right, the worst thing is... Okay. Everton at home. So relegation threatened Everton at home. Right. That is our most winnable game for about five weeks. You've got that, then Newcastle away, then Real Madrid, then Palace away. And then we've got to play the team that just rolled us over 3-0 again. Then you've got to play Man United before travelling to Bournemouth. Okay, that's your, there's, your, there's your three points. By the way, also, if we'd not beaten Bournemouth 9-0, we'd have negative goal difference. And Real Madrid away before... Fulham at home, City away, and Arsenal. It's just this. This is like don't win this, and you start to look over your shoulder. We're not even at forty points yet. We're on twenty nine. Well, yeah. I, I, before the Wolves game, I actually couldn't see where the next win was going to come from. Like that Wolves game was one of the more winnable games that we've got. Like, and we lost three nil, three nil. I wasn't even like an undeserved thing. I was not I, even I, like. I, do you know that Bournemouth game? Right. You think it's a slam dunker, don't you? Three points in the bag. Oh, it's only half 12 on a Saturday, which has vile written all over it. What do you mean? Oh, it's not what a good running. We never have any issues with half 12 games. Roll, roll them over every week. Roll them over. Did did um did anybody watch the Everton game this weekend? What did you think? Um, 
thought they did, I thought they did well. I don't oh, like I watching like... football when we're bad. What? I don't like watching any football when we're bad. Yeah, my dad was I like think that. I watch more of it. No. I watched I watched the City game. That was the only City Tottenham game. That's the only game I watched in full. I didn't. I saw bits of the Everton one, but yeah. I'd yeah, I mean, I haven't been like even. football crazy this year, like because watching United and Arsenal is just making me depressed, to be honest. Um. Although watching, I mean, and I think City sure. are just unwatchable. Yeah. To be honest, so. Well, we all know whose fault that is. Um. The best thing about Everton is that Sean, Dy- uh, Sean Dyche, with a tactical master plan of playing Abdullah Decore as number 10. It was something else to watch. He's going to absolutely play a right arm midfield, though, isn't he? I'm sticking. I might stick a tenner on Dominic Calvert-Lewin to finish top scorer. You know what? I... He had so many chances. Somebody said Everton were forty to one this weekend. Surely that's not right. No, they were forty to one. Some fella, forty to one to win win the league, baby. Some fella them were said Everton were forty to one. (laughs) Fuck off, no wins. It was about eight or six or something like that, but it wasn't forty. Teams who are down to ten men don't go forty to one. No, like, I was thinking, but, like, this is just work. Like, no when the fellas come up to you and work and just rattle off shite. And you can't be arsed looking it up. It was like that. So we just thought I'd ask it on the pod, to be fair. Are you sure we're not 40 to 1? We're 50. What are what, what odds are Everton to beat us? I forget that. Um, I can have a look if you want. I, mean, you I should have it. these numbers to one, shouldn't I? Yeah, it's Shit. almost like we 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 didn't know we were doing this. Do you mean? Sorry, we did. Know. I did like when I used to bet on City to win every week in um, every title race we've been up against them. I used to bet on Liverpool to score four every week. They're twenty-one to four, which is what five to one. Phil Foden and City used to be money every weekend. Phil Foden to score whenever he played and City to win. Used to be money. Fucking hell, Evan is six and a half to, half to one. Six and a half to where, one to win. Where? I'm betting six five. Oh, Skybet five to five to one. Mm-hmm. Six and a half to one. What the so fuck? There you, know, there you go, guys. That's where you go for your profit this week. Bet three six five. Friends of the pod. Not an yeah. ad. Yeah, no, not an ad. No, plus I my my, um, my main distraction from football the NFL finishes this weekend as well. So I'm fucked. I love how you call the Super Bowl your main distraction from football. Well, no, like just NFL in general yeah. has been my main distraction from football. But Super Bowl is the only game I watch of the season and pretend you to understand it? the rules. You actually watch it? Yeah, I always watch it. I watch it every year. I always make some funny tweet about something during the game. See, see if Shame is here, he'll be shouting us down, though. That's, you know, fulfilling the role here, Blaine. No, I don't watch, I don't watch any of it. I'm assuming Tom Brady's team are going to win. That's my insight. He's retired. Brady's retired now. Is it? Retired. I know that. Well, yes. that's what you think. 
Can you not do like <laughs> last minute transfers? It's all American. I'm sure they'll bring him in at you know the half time. Sure, they're losing whoever. Yeah, it's gonna come out with Rihanna. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know who's in the final. To be fair, it's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles who set the city on fire if they win, um, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And where is it being played? Um, it's being played in Phoenix, Arizona. And they are the Cardinals, aren't they? They are. Fucking yes. Nice. Come on. Nice. Get in there. Didn't the didn't the winner play at their home ground last year or something? This is some proper fo- proper football talk. This is football. Yeah, this See, is football. Um, no, they won. The Rams won in LA. Stan Kroenke's team. Were they playing LA? No, no, the the Rams are LA. It's the LA Rams. Oh, LA Rams. Okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, it's, it's all Kroenke's burst. Team. It's all burst. It's all done. So Stan Kroenke could have the Super Bowl champion and the Premier League champions within. Does John Henry have an NFL team? No. No. Does he want one? Uh, No, the rumours are that they want a basketball team when the NBA Mm. expands into Las Vegas, which would make sense given, you know, LeBron James and stuff like that. But no, they've just bought, bought the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is an NHL team, hockey. Um, Did they have a really shit midfield as well? Probably do, yeah. I mean, and a gorping, the um, gorp, gorping coach on the sideline when they're two 0 down. There's a couple of NFL teams <laughs> that have gone up for sale in the last year. To be fair, so I don't know whether I know the Washington Commanders are going up for sale in the next are they, month. Are they, also. are they the ones with the dodgy name? They had the dodgy name. Had, yeah. had the dodgy name. Yeah. Yeah, they had the very dodgy name that they said wasn't the dodgy name when it's quite clearly a very dodgy name. And then, despite the fact they said they didn't have a dodgy name, they changed their dodgy name to highlight the fact that they didn't have a dodgy name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Redskins, um, by the way. Yeah, well, there you go. But yeah, they're going up for sale, so I don't know whether maybe FSG might be an interested party in that, but Jeff Bezos is actually um, being linked with it. Funnily enough. Well, anyway, there's there's your NFL news. Anyway, this, this is us just trying to avoid talking about the Everton game, which is going to be pure vile. Uh, may as well get the score predictions in for the Everton game. Uh, okay. Whilst we're... Just saying, sorry, in terms of predictions, Dave, well done. You got two points for predicting a draw between us and Chelsea. Um, Fucking hell, when was that game? Well, we drew 0-0, didn't we, when... James Milner sent Mudrick back to the centre of Kiev. With that was, that, was that the last fucking hell? Was that the, Jesus? <laughs> was that the last time? Um, yeah. Yes. The last time we did the pod was yes. it? Yeah. It was actually before the Wolves game where we won. Jesus. I win. Long ago. I know. Uh, to be fair, if it, I, I I didn't go to the Wolves game this weekend, so it feels like ages since I've actually gone to watch us. Are you looking forward to it on Monday? That's my way of saying I go to the game, by the way. Um, am I looking forward to it on Monday? No. Absolutely fucking not. But I, I think Spy and Cop have um, did a... We're doing a flag day, aren't we? Great. Everyone's taking the scarves and the flags. To be fair, it is a bit of an issue, especially on away days. Like people just don't wear red in mm. in any form. Like 
I mean, I don't know whether it's this as bad as people thinking that people are just ashamed to wear red or something. I don't think it's that deep, but I don't know. I mean, I just wear a red t-shirt, but, you know, it's something. Here's, before we do the predictions, right, here's a question about the Everton game. Do any of Van Dyke, Firmino no. or Jota play any part? Is Van Dyke and Firmino back in training? Yep. Sort of photo of them. Bits of it, not full. Oh. Well, does Jota play any part in the, the Everton game? I think it depends on what the score is at 60, 60 minutes. So, as Liverpool are 3-0 down, will Jota no. play any part? Like how hey, it could be. I think, you need, I think he's, he's how many he's days? In, oh, he's in full training. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't trust our medical department, to be honest. You don't trust Chris Morgan. <laughs> Whatever. No. He'll go on his Whatever press conference on Friday and he'll be out for three months again. <laughs> No, like, no, no, he'll have a little I, I give, I give Jota until March, and I don't think he'll be back. I think Jota will be... I, I just... He's got that... You know when, when you have, like, an injury-prone player and you shit yourself every time they go into any kind of physical... Yes. Bloody mm. Physical duel. Jesus. I don't know... He's injury-prone, but I don't know if he's that bad. It feels is like he, he has is been... Is he injury-prone? He's just done an ankle ligament and then done a car. Yeah, it, it was the 98th minute of the City game, wasn't it, when he got injured? Yeah. It was. And I feel like, yeah, I mean... He was also he a massive... Few. He, was a few. An idiot. he was a bit of an idiot as well, because he was just pressing the fullback in the corner. So he didn't need to do that. Just stay in your shape, man. Very dicey in a few, Josh. Mm. I've seen the light. Does anyone think we're going to win? No. I think no, I think it's gonna be a draw. I think it's gonna be a draw. I, I uh, honestly like I, I don't know whether this means you're being a super pessimist, but I just I think there's more chance of Everton winning than those. Honestly. Yeah, I don't is. think we'll ever win a game again. That's I don't how see how we score a goal. Not exactly. Like not just against Everton, just in general in general play. <laughs> like Gakpo. Right. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slaughter the lad or anything, but like Jack he just too. looks lost. He just looks lost, and he's got these these little bits of. You can tell he's quality, technically speaking. But like, I don't think he knows the role. I don't even. I'm not even sure Klopp knows the role. Like this, this. I mean, we're getting into like the dysfunction now, but I don't think. I, I look at it and I go, I don't even know what... I don't know... There's that much going wrong. I don't know what's going wrong. On Saturday, did he play him off the left or did he play him through the middle again? Left. The left? Yeah, Nuno's... And he went down through the middle. Oh, my God. I thought thought, thought really well against Brighton. Yeah, I thought that... I mean, the last few... I thought there were quite... Not loads, but there were bits to take from Brighton that you could actually bring into... We had a defensive structure. Yeah. Brighton. I mean, I just assumed it had gone Gakpo through the middle again, but. One thing about Gakpo is he needs to bulk up, man. He needs to bulk up. It's not like he's quick and he's going to slow himself down. He's just not very quick anyway. So, 
he needs to get used to that physicality. So I mean, once once he we've does, signed that... someone, we've signed someone who we just didn't need. Then is that what you're saying? Well, no, because back in the good old days, we could give him six months to bulk up and get used to things. You know, good old... <laughs> by the way, the good old days were about eight months ago. <laughs> yes, the good old days. They're old days, aren't they? It's just sad. I mean, it's sad that good old days we're using as a a moniker for less than well, a year ago. It just isn't any reassurance that the good days are going to come back. As as defeatist and awful as that sounds, but like we don't know what position the club are in. So I don't. I can't the really. Player, talk. The players don't know what position they're in. Yeah, I can't really talk about it with much like. I think we're in. Oh, I think we're in tenth. And it's getting to the point where Fulham are nearly, nearly got enough points to be clear of us with two games in hand or something like that. Jesus Christ. Brentford? Oh, Shoo-ins for Europe. We'll be fine. We'll finish eighth. We'll have another 13-14 uh, Europe season next season. We don't need a sporting director or a medical team or owners. Oh, wanna, right. Okay. Wanna... You've set you've set you've set up a brilliant question there, Blaine, with a reference to thirteen fourteen. Okay, and I am going to bring it up, and no one wants to talk about it. But which player would you be most devastated with doing a slip? Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, for what? In terms of missing out on what? The title, like Gerard and Nadia. Well, All right. right. So say we finish eighth, and it's it thirteen fourteen. Yeah. And we do it next year. Which one of our current players would be most gutting if they did a slip in similar circumstances? Uh, Nunez. I don't know. I don't think Nunez would be. It's Van Dyke for me. No, Van yeah, Dyke won everything. Nunez hasn't won anything. True. I can just cry myself to sleep with a photo of Van Dyke lifting the Premier League and. With there with that, that music from your video just on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it'd still be heartbreaking, won't it? Bellingham. <laughs> Bellingham fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> that, you, know, you know that you you were talking about how depressing is it that like we were talking about things like eight months ago. Like we we were I was talking with like certainty that we'd be signing to Bellingham three months mm. ago. Because I thought things can't get that bad. But they have it's gonna happen. That it's still gonna happen. I don't know. I don't know. The worst thing where is else? Where else? We're, talk- we're talking about things getting worse. <laughs> I know, and we're here in tenth. Well, we we won three titles this week, so I'm not yeah. sure it can get much better. Actually, yeah. that slip didn't happen. Well, yeah, there is that. Well, the slip did happen, but it didn't have any consequence. Exactly. Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean. Do you want to get into the city stuff? Once we, once we got a bit of time, they will be found not guilty, and and it's be used in court. A waste of four years. I mean, even if they are found guilty, I think it'll be a waste of time anyway, because nothing will be done about the retrospective titles. Even though, quite literally, everything the club has done is based or is built on a foundation that they would be, you know, legally speaking. Of you mean I think nothing will be done? 
No, I think something. I, no, I think they'll get found guilty, and I think something will be done. But it'll probably be done. Like, do you think they'll get relegated? I think they should. I think they will they are 100% found guilty, I, I not get relegated. Do I don't see the how will do there's that? not. An... Yeah, but they'll I, get, I, I, they'll get a thirty point, thirty point points. deduction, and that's it. Maximum a thirty point deduction in one season, when they're probably already on eighty five in second. Oh, well done! One other team wins the title. That'll all be it. That's that's it. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I, mean, I, I don't feel like about this Qatari ownership of either Liverpool or United as well as though that's like a bit of a given with this situation. It's like how was that any? How was that a given when we got this situation? The Premier League's being looked into by the government in terms of actually being able to police itself. And obviously you've got the Newcastle situation where they just pass through through the skin of the teeth. Like I don't understand how these Qataris are so confident that they'll be able to complete a takeover of the biggest club in the country. That seems to be a bit of a weird one for me, but yeah, no, I I I, th- I think oh, something will get done. Do you not think it's that's just going to go to Jim Ratcliffe? I hope it goes to Jim Ratcliffe. I don't see any way how it doesn't. You'd imagine it does, but I don't think. Whereas there was some kind of obligation towards the club with the Chelsea stuff, I don't. There isn't this time, isn't it? it it's kind of a bit, bit of a money talks scenario, is it not? Like maybe, but I, I don't see how. We, I think if it's if they have to choose because Ratcliffe's there, I just don't see how we don't go to Ratcliffe. No, it will be. But it, it may matter. I mean, there's talk like there's there's talk. Like there's two separate kind of uh, investors in Qatar. That one, one wants Liverpool, which is uh, the QIA, I think, is it? And then the guys who are interested in United are the ones who are involved with PSG. Is that right? Well, they're both they're both separate. Um... That's what I mean. Yeah, they're, they're both basically the same, but separate. Either way, yeah, which makes no sense to me, but yeah. Hang on, are you an accountant? Well, you know, I, I don't do. I don't surely, really. Uh... Surely, if anyone on the podcast should know stuff about this, it's you. Yeah, just but we don't it really. Just make um... us wonder why you're here, Blaine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Must make the you know, the fan that hires me wonder why I'm there. Well, we 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 look at stuff like ethics, but they don't really tell us about you know cities. Uh, financial doping. We don't really look into that as a as a topic. <laughs> well, you should. You should really like put some legwork into this. You know, for the pod, no? Don't worry. I'm I'm printing a thirteen fourteen champion shirts as we speak. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but dog shag, I can't have one. <laughs> and and fuck John Flanagan. Yeah. Can, can I just say that fuck John Flanagan. You absolute wretched little rat. Fuck off and stay away from the club. Thank you. Um, right, so, did we get our Everton predictions in? No. Go on, what are we thinking then? 1-1. Uh, 1-1. One, one. One, one. Um, I'm going to have Salah because I think we will get a penalty. And they will okay. nick an 89th minute equaliser from 
James oh, Tarkovsky. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah, Mm-hmm. I'm going to go... I'll go... Go on, Dave. Go. Oh, you Ooh. go first. Oh, give me some time, I think. Uh, nil-nil. <laughs> oh! That's fucking disgusting. When was the last time we had two nil-nils in a Premier League season in the Merseyside derby? Probably close You didn't realise by predicting nil-nil you can't get points from predicting a goal scorer. Why? Hang on. Say again. You, you, you're forfeiting the can I predict? Can I predict something else for that point? No. Surely <laughs> you can predict nil-nil on a goal scorer. It's not how this works, I'm afraid. You can predict well, people don't it score. Is, it is a goal scorer. Points. But if I predict no yet. goal scorer, surely I get the point. No, you could fuck off. Oh. Well, how am I supposed to get the point then? All right. Okay, I've got, I've got an idea. Okay. Oh, and that. you can, you could predict who has the highest XG chance. What highest XG chance? Everton from set yeah. piece. No, you have to say the player, not the team. The player, player. who has uh... the highest <laughs> XG chance. Oh, it might be Nunes. Might miss going one. Going nil nil. Actually, yeah, zero point five five. Is that going to be? Wolves, by the way, no, he's he's loving the fact we didn't talk about it. 0.55. I'm going to go with Calvert-Lewin. Okay, DCL, and I'll just put XG in brackets. You should be, you should be happy I'm so amenable. Well, I thought there'd be a rule in place for the nil scoreline. Eventually. Right, when has Liverpool ever really drawn nil-nil under Jurgen Klopp? A few weeks ago against Chelsea. <laughs> He's done you there. Shut up. He's Shut done up. you there. Shut up. <laughs> All right. When have Liverpool drawn nil nil at home to Everton against Jurgen Klopp? We haven't. We've lost. We've not drawn. I'm sure we might have done. We've drawn against them. We're not nil nil. If a Rigueri would win, he's not. So I'm going to go nil nil. With Dominic Havert Lewin missing the highest XG opportunity. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go 1 1. 0 0. He's going to go 1 1 and predict the score on XG. <laughs> and Nunez. 1 1 Nunez. You think he's scoring? Oh, the man's not scoring again. Is it, I don't know why you've gone for goal scorers then, because we're clearly not going to score. I've gone for a penalty, though, which is a difference. Well, we hadn't got one this season. Yeah, but Everton, Dyche, penalties, yes. I mean, if there's one game that the football gods seem to favour us in, it is this one, so... Although, it is Everton at home, and we do know what Jurgen Klopp really enjoys doing for Everton at home. I can't wait for a Carvalho Gakpo Elliott from three. He loves oh, a rotation. He plays Carvalho... It... You play Carvalho and Elliot in midfield on the away game. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. He loves. He loves an Everton fucking West sending lineup. The thing is, it it works every time he does it. Oh, it's not on to work this season. 
There's there's no mad team you can pick on uh, Monday that no one will go well. You know that's fair it's, enough. To be fair, a mad team is probably our first choice team at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll get a big ball of James Milner on Monday night if he's fit. Trent on the bench. <sighs> Fuck it. I think we're going to get him in midfield. Phillips at the back. Yeah, Phillips Milner. Kelleher in goal. Might as well go for it. Yeah. Well, we'll just start Phillips ahead of Gomez at this point, though. Yes. I'd start him ahead of both of them. For, for Calvert-Lewin, 100%. Williams and Phillips, bring it back. I won't want to start well, Matt. I won't get Matty on the pitch. I know you two Fabinho. don't like Gomez, but... Fabinho and Phillips, centre-back. Yeah. I mean, on that cheery note. What a way to end the pod. I think, yeah. We're going uh, to have to end the pod. We're and have and the also, pod. by the way, listeners, we do have Newcastle away uh, next Saturday. Um, if we have lost to Everton or drawn, um, there won't be a pod. So... Um, There's just yeah, some pure vile fixtures coming up. I think we beat Everton, uh, we beat Newcastle, we go into Real Madrid, nick a 1-0. Then what have we got after that? We'll beat Pass away. Um, we'll beat United, because United. I can't face my life United if we don't. Then Madrid. We'll beat United. And then we'll We've go away to United, then Madrid. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll play Wolves again, we'll, we'll beat Wolves, and then we'll draw Is away United, the Madrid? Burner. I can't remember. I think it's Madrid, Madrid midweek, United the weekend. Oh, right, okay. We also play Newcastle at half-five, don't we? Oh, Jürgen loves a half-five. Oh, I'd love to see our record in half-fives this season. When they're on BT, I don't think we lost one. I think we won All our games are night games from this point. On BT, yeah. Well, when we go away to Palace, that's a quarter-to-eight kick-off. Just that Bournemouth one at half twelve. We can't beat Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we win every game apart from Bournemouth away <laughs> in that spell. <laughs> That's great though, because uh, it might send Everton down. Not a chance yeah, they go down nothing. now. Oh no. Yeah, they are finishing 12th. Not with, with the D-man. With 46 points. Not with the D-man. Right, anyway. Better leave our Wallerman for this week. Look forward to it again next week. Um, yeah, no, there's not... If, the, if, if, if it happens. Uh, it's, a, it's a slightly deflated pod, hopefully. We've got a win. To celebrate for the fit, God knows when was the last time we did a pod after a win. Can't 2020. It might have still been 2022. It, it might was. have been. We've already won against Wolves. Yeah, and we didn't do one. Yeah, yeah. so we haven't. We have not done a pod after a win in two months. Really. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully we're coming back with a pod after a what, win. What will we talk about if we win? I don't even know. Oh, well, good playing that. We haven't done that in ages. Well, we didn't really do it against Wolves. 
Did we do it in any of the game that we won? I don't know, this, Josh. This I don't know. Oh, dear. Anyway, hopefully, see you next week. Adios. <laughs>